All right. Today is September 14th, 2021. Uh, my name is Tommy. This is the Tommy Experience. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, if this is your first time listening, that's awesome. Thank you for being here. Uh, if this is your 17th time listening, we're on episode 17. So uh, thank you to everybody that has supported along the way. Um, this is just me. This is just a little hobby for now. Uh, I work full time. I'm a part-time student. Uh, I do this part-time. I'm just all over the place. Uh, this is just a little hobby for me right now. Um, I just have a couple of cheap microphones I bought on the internet and a recorder. Uh, I'm just in my basement and I just uh, just put stuff out there. Uh, it's just a little podcast about Chicago sports because that's what I do. I'm a Chicago sports fan. Uh, I get into some other stuff too uh, along the way, but um, I'm excited about it. Uh, you can find all my work, uh, blogs, podcasts, everything at my website, TommyExperience.com. Um, and then you can find me on Twitter at TommyExperience or at TommyIrby36. Uh, if you like what you hear or read, let me know. If you don't, also let me know. That'd be great. Uh, I love feedback and I love that uh, people are getting into this too. Uh, it kind of gives me confidence to keep it going, uh, seeing some, see if something comes about. Uh, with this project. So uh, enough about me. Uh, We have a lot to get to today. Uh, Chris Bryant returned to Wrigley Field for the first time this weekend after being traded to the San Francisco Giants. Uh, Friday was a big, long, emotional day, uh, which I'll talk about. Uh, Talk about the Bears game and what happened Sunday night against the Rams or what didn't happen (laughs) Sunday night against the Rams. Uh, So we'll get into that. We'll get into recapping my picks for the weekend uh the college football slate went pretty well the nfl slate did not go as planned uh but that's okay we are at the beginning of a very long season so but we'll talk about all the picks and everything later uh we'll talk about kb and the bears uh later as well because i know why the majority of you are here uh and it is for my special guest um on friday before the cubs game I got the opportunity to go to Obvious Shirts headquarters and talk to Joe Johnson, founder of Obvious Shirts, uh, and just an all-around great guy, um, all-around great Cubs fan. Uh, He was gracious enough to give me a a little bit of his time at his office to to record a conversation between he and I. We talked about the Cubs, talked about growing up Cubs fans, and then we talked about Obvious Shirts and, and how the company started uh, the bumps along the way and, and how he got to where he is now and, and what the plans are in the future. Um, really cool that he opened up about that to me, uh, just a little hobby podcaster. Uh, we've been going back and forth on Twitter for a couple years now. Uh, I mentioned that I would love to, to have some time to sit down with him on this. He was all on board, um, so we found some time and we were able to do it. And I'm just so grateful that... Uh, he has the platform that he has and uh he gave me some time uh great cubs fan he does it for cubs fans which you'll hear about um but before we get to it i have to admit some rookie mistakes i made uh the first one was i didn't bring back up batteries to this interview i changed the batteries in my little recorder the night before and i get to the interview and he and i are talking and we're recording for about 15 20 minutes and then I see like the battery light blinking. And I'm thinking, I just changed these batteries. What the heck? So I'm going through my bag and I didn't bring backup batteries. Luckily, Joe had a cord. Like I said, all around great guys. So we plugged in the recorder and we were able to finish the interview. But when we were finishing the interview, mistake number two, um, I should have just worn my headphones the whole time because not only am I the host of this, but I am the executive producer as well. So I need to make sure the sound levels are right. Uh, I tried to train. I tried to turn his mic up and my mic down, and I did the opposite. So <laughs> the sound sounds like me screaming in the back half of the interview. I fixed it as much as I could. Um, I do apologize. It was a rookie mistake. I should have just wore my headphones for the interview, uh, but I I wanted to be cool and act like I'd been there before. Um, so. Sorry about that. It's still a great interview. You'll still hear everything. It's just going to sound weird on the back half. Um, But those are the only two things. Uh, I'm so excited to put this out there. So let's just go ahead and get into it. Everybody, this is Joe Johnson from Obvious Shirts. 
Okay, I am now here uh, with a very special guest um, on location at the world headquarters for Obvious Shirts. Uh, across from me is Joe Johnson, founder founder of Obvious Shirts. Uh, if you're a Cubs fan, you know what Obvious Shirts is. Uh, and if you're not a Cubs fan, you're starting to learn because he's going all over the place. Um, Joe, thank you for letting me do this. Uh, this is incredible. Um, I just want to start really with with your background here. Um, growing up in Chicago, being a Cubs fan, like how did you become a Cubs fan? Like what what was it like growing up for you? Yeah, well, first and foremost, thanks for having me. Um, this is cool. I love hopping on podcasts. I love talking with other Cub fans about the Cubs. Um, not so much about me, but I like talking about <laughs> yeah, baseball. So yeah. this is cool. Yeah. Um, but to answer your question. I was born into Cubs. My grandfather, a huge Cub fan, um, you know, I was raised by a single mom, so a lot of my childhood was spent at my grandparents to help out, and we he always had the Cubs games on, and so he taught me baseball by watching the Cubs, yeah. everything, and he would always, you know, ask me when we're watching the Cubs, okay, if you were here, what would you do in this situation? So I got to really study the game of baseball at a very young age, and he would quiz me during games. Sure. He was a Cub fan ever since, you know, I want to say the early 1940s is when he became a Cub mm. fan. You know, raised in Gary, Indiana, so it was a quick trip up to Wrigley. But, you know, he, my grandfather has now passed, but he always loved telling the story when I was brought home from the, the hospital when I was born. I was brought home in a Cubs uh, pinstripe onesie, so I had zero choice in the matter. <laughs> no I'm, choice, yeah. I'm very thankful <laughs> that I was raised into a Cubs, a yeah. Cubs family. Man, yeah, that best that's the best cub stories when like you have somebody to follow oh um, yeah yeah for me it was my friend pat or family friend pat mm -hmm. an uncle of figure of some sort he's on the podcast a lot and uh he just branded me from when i was a kid my grandma was a huge white Sox fan yep. and, and he was like i'm not gonna let that happen to you so yeah and it was it was <laughs> fun because i grew up in northwest indiana a town called crown point yeah and it's pretty it's pretty split where i'm from so yeah. it was always fun with the rivalry but um yeah, you you kind of stayed closer to your cub your cub friends your cub fan friends, and yeah. then you kind of gave shit to your White Sox fan Absolutely. friends. Absolutely, and that made the rivalry even more. Fun. Yeah, for sure. So growing up, uh, who was who was your favorite cub? Yeah, that's a great question. I think you know my first memory, my the first Cubs game I ever went to was in '93. I think it was right before the strike happened. Okay, um, and I saw. I mean, the big names there were like Sandberg and Grace. Um, my first cub that I ever like really gravitated towards was probably Kerry Wood or Mark Grace. Sure. As I got older, I was 10 years old in 1998, and I remember that that's like my favorite summer of all time. I don't know what the word is, but like Sammy Sosa has to be in my top. Yeah. He's in my top five of all time, and he's not going anywhere. And I don't really give a shit what people say about Sammy Sosa. Like that dude did more for the Cubs. He made going to games so much fun and he that summer was just the best dude yeah and being 10 years old in 98 and like i went to 1998 was the most like as a kid that was the most cubs games i ever went to i was playing <laughs> baseball myself so i was kind of like trying to juggle going to games and you know begging my mom to take me to wrigley in 98 to see that but that 98 summer was magical and when, yeah when we were playing in like little league they would they would put in between like innings or when a kid was walking up they would literally put the radio up to the PA, like the announcer at our little league stadium and we would hear every Sammy Sosa at bat. <laughs> yeah. Like that's how big of a deal it was. Yeah. I think my top three are probably growing up was Kerry, Mark Grace, and Sosa. Right. I, I you know, I didn't get to see Samberg. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, prime. yeah, I, obviously that would have been the tail end of it. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, Sammy Sosa, I mean that summer of 98, I was only four. Um, I don't really remember it, but I do remember like growing up in Atlanta going to Cubs games Sammy Sosa was playing yeah. like that like I remember yep. seeing Sammy Sosa live which was mm -hmm. incredible um we got Jeff Blauser came over from Atlanta right in that year so somewhere like, around there yeah. yeah yeah absolutely um so growing up obviously you went through 98 that was a good team 03 Heartbreak. good team like 08, 08. good team yep. so grow like you have there start of 2015 kind of redoing Wrigley Field, John Lester signs, Joe Madden signs, like David Ross comes over, Chris Bryant's coming up. We go through all those emotions of like, we're an actually good team now. I think um, it's, yeah, I think it starts when Theo came over, right? Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely, that yeah. That was, 
Did he come over in 2011? It was somewhere around there, yeah, because the Ricketts bought the team in 2009. And then, yeah. and then Theo came in and he was like, we got to strip it down and build it up. Like, trust yeah. me. I remember that I think everything changed. Well, I mean, you remember like the disappointment and like 03 obviously was devastating. O- yeah. 08, high hopes, didn't end the way we wanted right. it to. And, but pretty much every year in between that was pretty bad. Bad. Bad yeah. Cubs fan, right? Bad. So me as a baseball junkie, when Theo came, I had a... For the first time ever, like I had an optimism that like we're gonna get shit done. Yeah, you know? like they, there's actually a purpose to what we're doing instead of like maybe we'll surprise people one year, but yeah. then it's back to and back it, to normal. <laughs> yeah, and like so many Cub fans, myself included, are armchair GMs. Yeah. And when we got Theo, it was kind of like shut up and just trust the man. Exactly, and like, exactly. And I, I moved up here. I moved to Chicago after college, so like I moved up here, I think, in 2013. Okay. Yeah, and when did you go to? Where did you go to school? I went to Wabash College and I played baseball there. Excellent. All four years. Awesome. Had a great time. Just baseball has been a huge part of my life. That's why I kind of blitzed yeah, through the. Absolutely. What I'm doing yeah. Now. Everything makes sense. Everything comes together. Yeah. yeah so. So you move up here, yeah, and then, and then the, that, the pieces are starting to build. Yes. Um, so, like, to answer your question, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, I, I'm going yeah. off on tangents. Everybody listening, I, if you've ever listened to me, <laughs> we got all the, we got until 120. It says yeah, he's wearing know. his Friday 120 shirt. We know when we gotta get every done. Every Friday home game, I gotta wear the Friday 120. Shirt. <laughs> I need to get a Friday. You can leave. Shirt. You can leave here with one. I oh. have one with your name on it. You're the man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I remember vividly when we got Joe, and he had like the thing at the Cubby Bear. I lived. So right now I live right next to the stadium. Before mm-hmm. I bought my house, I lived on right down the street, literally right outside this the store that we're at okay. on Magnolia. And so like there was buzz going around, so I was just like walking around Wrigley, and then I saw the press, and you know Joe come in, and uh, and then you're gonna have to help me. Did Lester come after Joe? Joe yeah. came first. Yes. And then there was the whole Rays were calling tampering yes. kind yes, of yes, thing. Yes, that's right. Oh, and yeah. then. Lester signed, but he said, I'm only here if David's coming with me. Yes. yes. Which we all know turned out spectacularly. Correct. But uh, so to kind of fast forward a little bit. Yeah, sorry. The, the question that I'm trying to get to is <laughs> the worst way to get to this question. Where were you for game seven? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. We're zooming right along. We're moving right um, along. I, so I, I got super lucky. I bought a house right next to Wrigley Field, single family home. Uh, literally, we share alleys with Mur- with like Murphys and like the right field rooftops. Right. So I closed on my house thirty days. Well, you know it's really weird. I closed on my house exactly five years ago today. There we go. That's weird. Yeah, I closed on September tenth, twenty sixteen. So I had I had like I had everybody over. I had my closest friends. I was working downtown at a company called Career Builder at the time. I had a bunch of colleagues over. I think we had like 20 or 30 people in my small my small house. And it was, there's actually video of it. We were just all glued in front of the TV. I, I, I cried. Oh, I, me I too, left. like I a to baby. Leave. I had to yeah. remove my, that whole game was, that, if you would have taken my blood pressure in like the eighth inning, I, I would have been at probably 180 yeah. over 120. Yeah. I mean, we could probably do an entire podcast episode about both of our emotions yes. for game seven. <laughs> Yeah, that game was crazy. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, it was just the best. And the best part about all that was right after they won, we went out in the front yard of my house, and you could just hear the whole neighborhood buzzing. Yeah. People were sprinting down our street. At one point, the entire, my entire street was filled with just people, like literally, like walking towards the stadium. Yeah. And it was, people were giving high five. It was the, it was, you know, I'm not married yet. I don't have any kids, so I think that was the greatest night of my life. Had to be, yeah. Until, you know, until I get married and have kids. Oh, yeah. I think that's the greatest Absolutely. night of my life. Yeah. And it was, man, like, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it because I did not, I, I guess, like, we always think of, like, before it happened, we always think, man, what would it be like if it happens and it happens? And, you're and like, you have no idea what to you do. Don't, you don't know yeah. what to do. Yeah. But... God, I, I wish I could go back. It's crazy. We're coming up on the five-year anniversary yeah, already. Yeah, So just a little bit about my experience. So I still yeah. lived I still lived in Atlanta at the time, um, and my family was over. Prior to Game 7, I told everybody coming over, it was like, just so you all know, I'm not going to say a lot of words, but when I do speak, there could be some expletives. Mm-hmm. So just 
fair warning, mother, I'm going to drop some F-bombs tonight. Absolutely. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then, of course, we know how the game played out or whatever. And then, so we win. I cry. It was great. So the whole that night, I'm thinking, I'm not sleeping. I'm like, I just, I have to drive. I have mm-hmm. to drive up to go to the, I, to go to the parade. I do get some sleep. I wake up the next morning. I've never been more sick in my life because I just mm-hmm. went a whole month without eating or sleeping or yep. like anything. Yep. <laughs> so, so I ended up watching the parade in bed, but still incredible. And then the following Sunday, I had my little champagne celebration by yes. myself in the backyard. <laughs> the best. You know what was also a lot of fun was 2015. Oh my gosh. No expectations. Zero. Yeah. And especially I'm biased because I'm, you know, a huge Jake guy, um, which we'll get to. Yeah, which is which is you know for what he did and like yeah. the 2015, especially that tail end of that season, kind of birthed the company. Yeah, but like, yeah, that's yeah, that's what I meant. This is a non-Jake slander podcast. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm never going to slander the guy. I'm nope. just going to keep everything out. I'm just going to talk about Jake as a baseball, as a Chicago Cub. Amen. And uh, I'm not a, I'm not big into politics. Amen. But me and my buddies just a funny story because i think it's just it's Please. some of the best memories is that we were regulars at a bar called mullins on clark okay mullins is no i know longer where it there. is yeah yeah it's no longer there now it's kind of i think shake shacks in its spot mm-hmm. our go-to and it, it became really weird in 20 late in 2015 when jake was dealing the cubs were you know playing really really well and they the last couple of games leading up into the wild card game like they played i mean they clicked at the right time yeah and Mullins, me and my buddies, we got so close with the owners and all the bartenders and the workers and security that we all got so superstitious about when me and my friends would come in. Like we had to sit at this one table because they, they would drop the projector in front of the dartboards. Sure. And like the night of the wild card game, there was like a group of guys sitting at our, at, I'm going to sound really like pompous here, but our table. Right. No. And the security guard went right up to them and told them they have to move. So like Incredible. me and my group could sit there because... They were they bought into the superstition with us, and then we that was a Pittsburgh game in 2015, yeah. and we all yeah. know what happened. I will say that there's nothing that I feel more powerful in a in a setting than when I know people at a bar in Wrigleyville, and they're like, "Oh, Tommy, come on in." Yes, like pass the line. Like that's yeah. the like that's the biggest power move. Of yes, all time. and I I miss <laughs> I I really like the aesthetics of Wrigleyville now yeah. but I miss the old yeah, the grunge it's different it's different. it's different but you can still find that grunge at select places Absolutely. you know like Murphy's yep. Irish Oak um, even Cubby Bear to yep. a certain extent you can still you can still get your kicks or the yep. stuff that you used to get absolutely shout out Nisei uh, Lounge yes Nisei <laughs> oh yeah that, yeah the goat yeah, yeah it is it's, it's an um, all right, so let's let's shift now. We love the Cubs. We love. Um, <laughs> we love. I, my name's Joe, and I love the Cubs. <laughs> um, I want to talk about obvious shirts. So you alluded to it a little bit ago with Jake, how it started. I know the story of how it started, but I would love to hear it firsthand. Yeah, I'll, I will be. Since I'm a rambler, I'm going to really hone in on being to the point. Absolutely. Me and my me and my buddies downtown Chicago worked at a company called Career Builder and we sold software to like healthcare systems and that was we actually had a blast it was a great gig for a great company and it was just a good group of people um, that worked there and we were very ingrained in Chicago the company always wanted to do events revolving around Chicago if you know a lot of a sporting events a good event so I made good friends there and we all the common thread was we were all Cub fans and so we would always kind of just create the office chatter in the morning. Now, again, this is 2015 when, like I said, the Jake. Cubs exceeded expectations. Yeah. After the All-Star game happened, like, Jake Arrieta literally turned into, like, more than a man, less yeah. than a guy. I was at one of his first games in that stretch. They came down to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was so close to a no-hitter. He gave up, like, two hits in the first inning and didn't give it, like, nothing ever happened again. Yeah, yeah. I think he. I think there was a stretch where he gave up one earned run in the whole entire month. Yeah, yeah. Where, like... It was like he that was, dude. He would, never, that won't be done again. I don't think no, that that stretch of like no, dominance will be you done. You would you would say something along the lines of Jake Arrieta is good at baseball. <laughs> yes. So exactly, <laughs> it was. I don't remember which game. My memory. I have a really bad memory. It was one of the games he he pitched like he pitched like eight innings. He had like thirteen strikeouts. It was probably I would say it was probably in like late July. Mm-hmm. 
And I just came, like, we always would start the morning with kind of just talking to, like, me and my guys talk about the Cubs. And I just walked in and I said, guys, Jake Arrieta is good at baseball. <laughs> and they got it right away because I was supposed to be, like, li- like almost too literal. And I could make an understatement on purpose. And they laughed. And I'm like, yeah, I should probably put that on a T-shirt. Because at the time, <laughs> I was a season ticket holder. And they, and they always knew, like, I would take friends of mine to the Cubs game. A lot of time, I would take my coworkers, yeah. my girlfriend. And like if they would know if I was going to go to a Cubs game, and so when when I would come in the office the next day, perfectly sober, never hungover, never, <laughs> never. Um, <laughs> but when I would come in, they'd be like, "How was the game?" And we talked. So like it just started with one yeah. thing, and they're like, "They're like, yeah, that like that's a, that would make a really good shirt." And so yeah, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make a shirt. And luckily for me, the guy sitting right next to me every day, he's like, his name is also Joe. So shout out Joe Pop. Um, he's like, dude, I like did concert promos in college like to earn side cash like i have a i have a printer i can hook you up with i'm like thank like awesome i'm like joe pa make me one one large royal blue shirt and it has and i wanted to say jake arietta is good at baseball and in the most generic font correct (laughs) which the reason why i chose Helva, i even like what i did the very first time is i went to my computer i went to microsoft word i typed it out i went to helvetica bold font typed it out exactly how I wanted it. Yeah. I printed it out and I gave it to him. I said, this is what I want it to look like. I literally printed it out like an eight and a half by 11 as big as I could. So like, I literally held up that sheet of paper to my t-shirt yeah. and said like, does this look this like is this it. size? This is it. And the reason why I chose Helvetica font is I had an architecture class in college and I remember hearing that Helvetica font is the easiest font to read. Just like, it's just the easiest yeah. to distinguish. I mean, it's all over this room. I could read every word in Yeah, here. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you could say like, well, lots of fonts are pretty easy to read. So. I, it's not about the Helvetica font. I just like the way it looks. It's, yep. Again, yeah. I wanted to make the most basic, uncreative, stupidest, simplest shirt. <laughs> so I love when – I don't really get much flack, but there will always be your haters out there, and I love when they say these designs are so stupid. Like, yes, That's they are. That's the point. <laughs> yes, that is the point. Thank you, Roger. Like, Oh, man. So, like – they're supposed to be really basic. They're supposed to not be good designs. They're just supposed to be words on shirts. So I wanted it to be as basic as possible because yeah. that's kind of my humor. Fast forward 30 days, I get the shirt. I wear it to his next start. I wore it to this. I knew he had a start coming up, so I wore it to that game. He went lights out. And like in the third inning of that game, um, I'm pretty sure it was the, against the Brewers. Uh, he went the full game. I think he started out like 11. Yeah. Um, in the third inning, I went up to get a beer and I got bombarded. That's when, like... Probably clicked that you had something there? Yes. That's the day everything changed. Yeah. And uh, from there, I just... I've always had... I've always been an idea guy. And my friends make fun of me. They always say, like, you have all these ideas. And you always had ideas. And, like, this is one that I ex- actually executed. Because everybody's got good ideas. But I really wanted to put, you know, my best foot forward with this. And see, being a baseball fan, I think I have a great knowledge of the actual game itself and coupling in that with the fandom of the Cubs yeah. and breaking down things to just, again, the whole idea was the reason why I wanted that shirt and wanted to wear it was to get reactions out of people. And so, you know, goal achieved there. Yeah. And then I said, okay, I'm onto something. I have all these other ideas. Let's, let's see if this takes off. And sure. then my next big break was the Schwarber crushes that went you know yep. viral on online and I'm with St. Louis. And then, I just stuck with it, man. It was, it was a grind. Knowing what I know now, I don't know if I would like do it all over again because I learned like there was some bumps in the road sure. and it was not easy taking the leap of faith. But I am super thankful. I feel super blessed, and I love what I do. Yeah, I really do. No, I mean that's that's what matters the most. Absolutely. Okay, so now we know how we got started here. Um, Right now, I would just like to highlight the ones that I own to you, sure. so you know. Uh, my first one was I'm allergic to St. Louis. I thought yep. that was the most genius thing I've ever seen yeah. in my life. Um, and then I got the I'm allergic to Green Bay. Wore that to a Bears game against the Packers. Yep. It was just so much fun. Um, uh, beer tastes better in the bleachers. Which it does. Scientifically it's proven. It's scientific. Um, that's probably my favorite one that I have. Um, and then, of course, I'm wearing right now. Chris Bryant is good at, or better at baseball than me. Um, shout out Julie for getting me this shirt. Shout out um, Julie. Yes. Julie. Yes. Uh, and then my favorite, or I should say my favorite one, the St. Louis is boring. Yes. Which I sent you pictures 
of when I wore it in St. Louis under the arch. That's right. That was a. I, I that was me. Remember that vividly. Yes. I, I posted that a few times. Yes, and um, the Argyle shorts and everything. Right. So, here's how that went down. Um, I took the picture. I sent it to you. You blew it up on obvious shirts. Uh-huh. Like eight thousand people liked it. Yeah. I have people coming up to me in Bush Stadium being like, it's the obvious shirts guy. I'm like, that's awesome. That I'm getting paid. Like, people are taking pictures with me thinking that I'm the dude. I'm like, I'm not dude. No, but that's exactly <laughs> what this is all about, man. Yeah. Like, I'm so, I didn't know that. I'm so glad you shared. Yeah. I mean, it was incredible. I felt like a movie star. Just yeah. like St. Louis is born in St. Louis. Yes. So, Cubs fans and Cardinals fans. And there are people that worked at Bush Stadium. Like, they saw the shirt and they laughed and they were like, oh, it's kind of true. <laughs> like, it was incredible. I love that. That's exactly, that is the driver behind all of this. Yeah. Like, to get reactions out of people, to get conversations about baseball started. Exactly. Cub fans. The coolest thing, honestly, is like when two Cub fans are strangers and they might be at the food court in the mall or they might be yeah. walking their dog in a park and they they stop and they talk because they're wearing an obvious shirt. Yeah. They're talking about their Cub fandom and how they became a Cub fan. Like When I started this, I just wanted to get more conversation around sports. I started it because I didn't there wasn't enough support for players or I thought, mm. in my mind, not enough like good t-shirts that we could really like represent like either the player represent how we feel yeah um and so like to hear that story i didn't know like yeah stuff like that makes me so happy oh it was it was awesome textbook why this was created yeah i mean that summer was the summer of obvious shirts for me because i like i bought all like i had all of these i wore them to the games uh beer tastes better in the bleachers is like the signature bleacher shirt every time now yeah like i mean it 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 changed how i fanned at games that is so and awesome to hear. no yeah so aside from the fan part you also use these shirts for good mm-hmm. um and we've seen a couple of campaigns um the four als shirts with boog shambi um you did those you have players wearing them uh not, not just on the cubs now like mm-hmm. chafin was wearing it and chafin's yeah. got his failed That's starter so shirt so great. you're working with the cubs you're working with players and like kind of making shirts for them What's it been like um, being a Cubs fan as long as you have it? Now you have personal relationships with the players. Yeah, th- don't get me wrong. That's the the player relationship is a very cool part of it. Yeah, I'm not. It's weird because I'm like some people love that and like it. Like I, I maybe it's because I'm super competitive and maybe it's because I'm like envious that they're professional baseball players and I'm not. But like. <laughs> I just look at them as like people. Yeah, they're just they're, they're just, just like us, people. you know. Yeah, and like they have interests and they have hobbies and they they have a lot of the. I mean, hell, a lot of the Cubs players are funny. They're funny guys. And they just want to wear a stupid shirt, yes, you know. <laughs> absolutely. So it's yeah, like the best part about that is like getting to know the getting to know the Cubs players outside of baseball. Like yeah, I've talked with a lot of Cubs players. I don't think I've ever talked baseball with them. Yeah, and yeah, that's the best part, and that's what they want too. They don't want to talk about baseball most of the time. Like they just want to, they just want to have pals, you know. Yeah. And so you've been like the perfect bridge to that, like because you have us, the fans, coming to you. Yeah. And now you get to go to the players too. It's like it's the perfect bridge. My my loyalty will always lie to Cub fans. Yeah. I'm a Cub fan. Yeah. I you know I've stayed behind I guess like the curtain. I haven't been. I haven't really been putting my face out there because right. it's not about me. I mean, maybe in time I'll become more of a, a part of the brand. Yeah. But like, that was never what I wanted. I wanted this to be about Cub fans because yeah. I'm a Cub fan and I love the Chicago Cubs. And and I, yeah, and I respect and admire that so much as a Cubs fan. Mm-hmm. It's like you just wanted to do something for all of for you. For us, yeah. And and not just all of it. Like, you, you want to do something for you too, you know? And, it, I mean, it's a it's a whole new generation of Cubs fans that are watching Cubs games differently because they're seeing the names of the players on the shirts. Like Friday 120, it was like the Cubs are the only team in the league that has standard 120 starts on Fridays. Like, right. they, like so people are learning things about baseball through your shirts. Yeah, yeah, and that's the coolest part, man, is that, yeah. again, it goes, whenever I think of a new design, whenever I – you know, I'm on the fence about a shirt, if I want to drop it or not, or release a shirt. The Where I start is I start with what type of 
reaction is this gonna get yeah like i try to keep things positive i think you've been following my my twitter like from the start yeah yeah, i try to keep it and it's very hard to stay positive i told you i have a locker room mouth and i'm (laughs) i can get kind of upset and angry and i and i don't publicly voice my my uh, opinions all the time but i when it comes to the cubs like positivity is is yeah positive vibes only for sure it's vibes i'm big on vibes obviously it's a vibe and it is a vibe and <laughs> this team's a vibe and i don't care what anybody says like i love this team i'll stand by this team and these cubs will always be my number one wherever yeah whichever direction this company goes the chicago cubs are going to be the anchor of the entire company. yeah and that's the thing too so like i mean as we're kind of seeing it now as players who were cubs who we thought were going to be cubs for forever they're branching out to other teams that's a whole new set of eyes that are seeing these shirts because Chris Bryant goes, and you have the Chris Giant shirt. Yeah. Or I never gave up on Chris Bryant, yeah. and and we're here at the at the office right now, and Chris Bryant's about to take the field in yes. two hours for uh, a team not named the Cubs. Yeah, which is which doesn't make sense, but I think we can make sense of it through your shirts, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so you have a whole new like it's gonna be league wide before you know it. You're gonna have teams coming and saying, "Hey, I know that." A couple years ago, Nolan Arenado with the Rockies, you did something with them, right? You had shirts at the team store? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Nolan, I love Nolan Arenado. Great well, baseball player. I guess I we've been with the we've we've done deals with the with the Rockies. We've done deals with the Blue Jays. We have a bunch of teams that have already reached out um, just in the past thirty days. A <laughs> bunch of teams, but we're kind of already pushing that for twenty twenty two. Yeah, you know, there's we're at the end of the baseball season. Yeah. And uh, and the Myrtle Beach Pelicans. Pelicans, Iowa Cubs, uh, South Bend Cubs. Yeah. Um, I don't. I really love minor league baseball. That's base. That's kind of like the college basketball. It is. Together. Yeah. It is. Um, I don't think I'm gonna go league wide in minor league just yet. I'm gonna really stay with the, with the Cubs yeah. arm. Yeah. Um, because that's what I care about. Right. But yeah, eventually I want to trickle into other markets in baseball. It's just I have that constant battle with myself. I'll never make a St. Louis. I'll never make shirts for St. Louis. That's a promise. Nope. Yeah. That's what hurts. That's what you know breaks my heart with Nolan because Nolan was one of my favorite guys, and then he goes to my least favorite sports yeah. franchise in all of sports. But the battle is is how do I stay true? Because like I'm big on being authentic. Yeah. There's a lot of fake out there. A lot of fake. Yeah. Which and, yeah we'll get to it in a second, but and uh, I want to be me and do me and it's still my company so i'm lucky i can can kind of dictate the direction but authentically i'm a cub fan and so it's been tough like you know like for the white Sox, they're really really good right now and people are love to tell me that i should be cranking out a bunch of white Sox shirts and how much money i can make off the white Sox shirts but like this it sounds bizarre but this is not this was never about money it's not yeah not about money to me but what do I do when White Sox fans are emailing me and DMing me wanting White Sox shirts? Yeah. You know, telling me I'm a Chicago company. Well, where's the White Sox yeah, representation? Yeah, it's tough. And then I, so I, I try to please the White Sox fans because I'll be honest with you. I don't have anything against the White Sox. Like, we play them four times a year other than me. Like, I care about giving my friends shit more than I care about the White Sox. That's how, yeah, that's how it was with my relationship with my grandma. She was a huge White Sox fan. I was a huge Cubs fan. We butted heads and it was like, it was fun. But I, like, if the White Sox are good, that's fine with me because go Chicago, you know? We only dislike them six times a year. Yes, like I hate, there's like the Brewers and the Cardinals and the Dodgers and the Astros, like those guys I do not like. The White Sox, like I don't like, I only don't like them when we're playing them. Yeah. And I just don't like my friends when we're playing them because they talk shit and I talk shit. (laughs) Yeah. And like that makes it fun. So yeah. That, that's an example of like where it gets tough. Like yeah, and then and then you're both and, parties are and you're always yeah you're always gonna have Cubs fans being like oh you can't portray us like oh, wow. that and it's yeah. like come on like how you're handling it is superb. Thank I you, mean it, it's incredible to see. I've I've what I mean I first got a hold of obvious shirts through Twitter. Like mm-hmm. I saw I saw one of your tweets. It was what an was, obvious tweet. What was the first t- uh, shirt you bought? At the My weekend? first shirt that I actually purchased yeah. was I'm allergic to St. Louis. Love it. But I saw all of them before that, and yeah. that was the first one I was like, okay, I'm in. Like, yes. And, I mean, seeing it grow from, like, four or five shirts available to now we're sitting in a room with thousands, thousands of shirts, um, it's just been incredible to watch from the outside. Um, the people that are making – 
knockoff versions of it mm-hmm. can just go in a hole and sit there. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just they it's, it's just poaching. It's, it's I hate it. it. I hate seeing it. I try to down like down it every time I see yeah. it. I love obvious shirts. I love what you're doing. So, as a Cubs fan, thank you for everything you did. Um, yeah, I cannot describe how awesome that is to hear because that's yeah. what it was all about. And thank you, like that means a lot. Yeah, and I mean, you're gonna hear, you're gonna have a lot of Cubs fans read about this, hear about this, and and we know, like, we'll know, like, when you when obvious shirts is na- nationwide making shirts for every team except St. Louis, we're gonna know where the true obvious shirts started, which yeah. is the best and part. You know what? Like, Sometimes I don't even know if that's what I want. Like I, I don't know yet. Like, yeah. That's the tough part. Like I want to focus on maybe Chicago first. It would be great if it's national, but it's not. I'm not in any rush to yeah. go. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's and tough. like you said, it's, it's still your too. company, so you can still do what you want, and that's yeah. and that's that's the best part. Well, I've always been. I've always been like loyal. Besides the Cubs, I've always been very loyal to players. That's a big reason why I wanted yeah. to make the Jake shirt. Like. At that time, when Jake was really dealing, you still couldn't find any. My first Arietta shirt, I, I made. I had to get them custom made because they didn't sell them yet. You right, find an right, yeah. Jersey anywhere. Yeah, I'm probably screaming into this mic. No, you're fine. So, I was just checking to make sure it was still recording. <laughs> yeah, what I'm trying to say is like I'm like this company was literally built on play on the players like yeah for, so for, so fans could rep their favorite player that they might not it gets old wearing a jersey over and over or a jersey like yeah when different so what i'm trying to say with that is when i branch out i already have started i'm going to start with my favorite players or i'm going to start with maybe the best players in the league absolutely and like and go from there hopefully organically it grows we still don't do paid ads which is crazy like we don't do paid advertising everything's no. word of mouth yeah when i like came to this idea that i wanted to make this business i literally just drew out a really elementary business plan with no paid ads and how this word of mouth and the trickle effect and and it worked i mean like, you did it perfectly i mean you got to you started it in the like the golden age of social media so I mean that was a gold mine in itself. Like all you have to do is get a few people to follow that, retweet that, and then you get people like me hooked on it, and yeah. and then I'm out here telling everybody to buy a shirt. And, uh, and I appreciate that. And I think like the one thing that's that's different about what I do since I primarily just do words on shirts, and that was by design when I when I started this yep. and thought this out. There. Were, there was no other company that just did words on shirts exclusively. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm like, I'm going to do that because differentiation is key in this. Absolutely. And so the coolest part is I was like, if I, if I do this right, my shirts are going to get seen on TV during games. And the fact that the title of Friday 120, the title of that product is called Friday 120. Yeah. So if you go to Google and you just type in Friday 120, bam, bam. It there it is. Where like other graphic shirts, you see a lot of players wearing like, and a lot of them are really good shirts. You can't like Google that. Yeah. And so the fact that I have words on shirts that are the same as what the I title of the title shirt, of the yeah, helps. It helps. Yeah. It rises it to the top. You can yeah. find it, and it's just kind of like yeah it worked out. Now uh, to wrap up here, am I allowed to ask about the store? And Absolutely. and that's happening. I think there's I, a store coming, there's people. A store coming. Yes. Thank you for asking. Yes. I felt terrible. It kind of got it kind of got blown up with the Tribune article, and I probably misspoke because the goal was late July. Yeah. But then that's not knowing that there's you know shortages pretty much everywhere. And <laughs> for anybody listening who might not have their shirt yet, or who might be waiting on an order, if I ever never if I ever did you wrong in any capacity, please send me an email to joe at obviousshirts.com. The supplier issues that I've been dealing with are really like I can't really fathom what that's been like. It's been very, very difficult. Yeah. Things slip through the cracks. Yeah. With the store, we are waiting on proper license from the city of Chicago. And then after that, we have most of the shirts that we need, but the racks and the shelving units and the displays are all on back order. Right. So, yeah, nothing you can do. Yeah. There's nothing I can do. I apologize. What I do promise is that when this store opens, it is going to be one of a kind it's yeah. going to be a destination place that you're going to want to come we're sitting in it now it's, it's incredible it, it i mean it's very like high ceiling yeah high ceiling so plenty of room for shirts and there's Probably plenty of shirts here. <laughs> yeah why not or you know simulator. but yeah it's going to be cool and i'm going <laughs> to yeah. do it right 
um, it's going to take longer than I thought, but I promise it'll yeah. be worth it. Well, Joe, I mean, you got a friend here. Um, anything that I can help you want with? Me to do karate in the garage. Uh, yeah, let's go do karate in the garage. John uh, anything I can do to help? Please let me know. Um, thank you so much for sitting down with me today. Um, everybody, obviousshirts.com. Go get a shirt. When the Cubs do good things, there's a sale all the time. So you're almost never paying full price. Uh, Joe, thank you again. This was incredible. Um, Hopefully we get some more people to buy shirts. And uh, thank you again for being a Cubs fan and doing this for Cubs fans. Tommy, thank you for being a Cubs fan. (laughs) Thanks for taking the time. This has been great. Sorry I rambled. No, I love it. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. I love all you guys. I love Cubs fans. I love baseball. There it is. Cubs and four, baby. Yes. All right, so there you have it. Um, I cannot thank Joe enough. Uh, Joe, thank you so much for doing that with me. Um, I so look forward to the opportunity to maybe do this again with with Joe and and collaborate on some things in the future. Uh, He's a great guy. Um, I feel like he's a friend of mine now. Um, He's just that way with everybody. So if if you don't have an obvious shirt, go get an obvious shirt. I mean, they're just so great. And you see everybody wearing them in Wrigleyville. Uh, you can find them at obviousshirts.com. Uh, you can follow them on Twitter at obviousshirts. Uh, it's 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 an experience, and he 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 goes back and forth to fans like me. That's how we met, and now and now I consider us friends. And it was so cool. So thank you, Joe. Look forward to doing it again, and and possibly some more stuff in the future. Um, so with that. Now we do have some things to talk about. We'll get into some headlines. Like I mentioned and and Joe mentioned in the interview, we were there on Friday for Chris Bryant's return to Wrigley Field. Uh, Very long and emotional day. It was great to see him and the Bryant family back in Chicago, uh, quite frankly, where they should be and should be for, for forever. Uh, but we know how it ended. Um, it's a, it's a day that probably never should have happened, uh, but it did happen, and it is what it is. Um, the the most ironic part, I guess, was the the hugs and and high fives and the smiles that he shared with Tom Ricketts at home plate. Uh, that was tough to see, but he did get some goodies. Uh, he got the 17 from the Wrigley Field, uh, the historic scoreboard in center field, uh, and then he got a blue 2016 flag for the World Series. Um, as for my experience, I wrote a blog about it, uh, took some time. So if you go to cubbiescrib.com, uh, it's one of the, one of them scrolling at the top in the headlines. If you go to about Cubby's crib or the info, uh, tab on the website, you can scroll down to me uh, and click my thing. And then you can see all my blogs there, but the Chris Bryant one, it's up there. And there's a blog about my conversation with Joe, too, on cubbyscrib.com. So I really encourage you to go and read those things. Uh, I would certainly appreciate it. Uh, so that's it for the KB stuff. Miss KB, love KB. I'll always be a KB guy for forever, no matter where he plays. Um, now let's talk about the Bears. The same old Bears, right? Uh, the Bears lose by 20 to the Rams on Sunday Night Football yet again. Getting embarrassed on a national television stage. Uh, Andy Dalton wasn't horrible, but he wasn't good either. Um, could Justin Fields have won the game? Maybe. I don't know. But I'm not going to. I think the majority of the blame goes on Matt Nagy and his play calling. We've seen it for four years now, uh, but it is what it is. Uh, I don't think anything changes until the play calling changes because even if Justin Fields is in there, we saw him a couple of times, and he made some great plays. He had the touchdown. Uh, he, he completed a great pass, but it's just a Matt Nagy offense of going for four to eight yards every play uh, and and trying to just go down the field in 10 to 12 minutes. And David Montgomery was a monster. Uh, he had a great over 100-yard game. Uh, they ran the damn ball, which is the coolest thing ever. Uh, so I don't know. I just... It's tough to get. It's tough to get excited about it when you know it's just going to be three to four yards every play, and then we get into opposing territory, seven of eight drives, and and have fourteen points to show for it. I don't know. It's it was it was a tough day, tough play calls. I, it's tough to get excited, and then the defense. Uh, I mean, those those plays over the middle, just deep balls. Matthew Stafford just had his way with the secondary of the Bears. 
nobody's tackling. Uh, Eddie Jackson missed a couple tackles that were just, what, like, what are you doing? Uh, it, it was tough. The secondary was non-existent. If Justin Fields is going to be successful, uh, I think the offensive playbook needs to change. The defense needs to be alert. Um, and then they just need to let him, let him be, like take the chains off and let him play. Let him throw the ball deep. Uh, that was something that Mitch Trubisky really never got to do. Um, and the couple times he got to do it, uh, sure, a couple missed throws, but a lot of drops on the end, on the other end as well. Uh, so uh, I did just read a report from Jay Glazer that the Bears don't want Justin Fields to start before week four. So I don't know. Bengals next week, uh, that's a team that they have a young quarterback in Joe Burrow that they kind of let go and throw the football deep, and he's able to do it. Uh, so I if if he does it against the Bears secondary that, I, that we saw on Sunday night, I think he's going to have a really good game. Uh, so that's going to be tough. It's the home opener, Andy Dalton revenge game. So, And it'll be interesting. It'll be fun to see the fans back at Soldier Field. Uh, they weren't there last year, so it'll be good that fans will be back in attendance in full force. Uh, but I don't know if they're going to be too happy to see uh, Andy Dalton as the quarterback for too long. So we'll see how it plays out. Uh, I will be at a tailgate for the Bears game on Sunday. It'll be great. Um, I'll tweet out where I am. So if maybe, maybe somebody will come say hi to me. So we'll see. Um, but that's it for my Bears recap. Uh, moving on to my picks uh, uh, for college football. Right now I stand 18, 11, and 1, up 10 units, feeling really good. NFL, I'm 4 and 8 and down 3.5. Uh, so yikes. Uh, tough NFL day yesterday. I'm gonna flip my sheet here and and just look at my picks. I felt like I felt really good early. I did. Uh, the Panthers. That was my survivor pick of the day too in the survivor league that I'm in. So that felt good. They ended up holding on to the cover at the end too. So that was awesome. Uh, the Falcons stink. Like yikes. I thought the Eagles were gonna be the worst team out there, and I was wrong about that. Uh, shout out to the Steelers. Uh, to get the job done, I did pick against them in the pick'em. However, my money was on the Steelers, uh, and and that paid off well for me. Uh, but they they gave it to the Bills. The the defense stepped up when they needed to. The offense made the plays that they needed to, and they came out of Buffalo with a win. And that was really cool to see because the other half of my household, of course, is a Pittsburgh Steeler, and she was happy. So if she's happy, I'm happy. Uh, so congratulations to the Steelers. Like I said, I picked against them in the pick'em pool, in the Steeler family pick'em pool, so I'm sure that I'll hear about it, uh, but whatever. Uh, the 49ers completely collapsed at the end of the game. Uh, they were covering the entire game. It was never in question. And then the Lions score late, three touchdowns to cover the minus nine spread, or the plus nine spread for them. I had the Niners minus nine, and... Uh, I had it highlighted as a win and I was counting my chickens before they hatched. Uh, so I got caught there. Uh, the Titans got embarrassed at home to the Cardinals. Uh, Kyler Murray looked incredible. Um, Jaguars. I, I thought the Texans would be a worse football team, but I was wrong. Uh, I think they're still both bad football teams, but, uh, we'll see. Texans got a win. Congratulations. Uh, the Vikings and Bengals in overtime, I thought it was going to be a tie. The Vikings should have won it twice, and they didn't. Uh, so there was a period of time uh, that the Bears were in first place without even playing a game uh, because the Lions lost, the Vikings lost, and the Packers got embarrassed. Uh, now, do we think that Aaron Rodgers might be doing this on purpose to get back to Green Bay? Like, does he hate Green Bay that much that maybe he's sabotaging them? I don't know. These are the questions that I would ask in Green Bay. I would, uh, I would probably uh, try to divide the house a little bit, you know, make let the fans know, or let the organization organization know that the fans are upset, and maybe the internally the organization is falling apart. I don't know. Maybe uh, Jordan Love should be out there. Maybe, uh, maybe they need to trade for Nick Foles. I don't know. Uh, I, I just don't know. Um, so trouble in Green Bay. Thoughts and prayers to everybody up there. Uh, it makes me sad when Green Bay is uh, gets embarrassed on, on a, on a 4-15 uh, national primetime kind of-ish game like that. Uh, so that's tough to see. So thoughts and prayers to Green Bay. Really hate it for them. Um, Chiefs uh, outlasted the, uh, the Browns. 
Seahawks beat the Colts. Uh, let's see. Broncos demolished the Giants. I'm glad I changed my pick late. Uh, and then the Dolphins hung on against the Patriots. And then, of course, the Rams defeated the Bears. Uh, at the time of this recording, the Monday Night Football game has not happened yet, so I'm not going to talk about that. But so, as I stand right now, uh, for the picks, it's it's uh, it's not looking good. We're, we're either going to be 500 or just under 500. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but... There you go. That's your recap of the of the gambling happenings and the and the picks happenings for me. Yeah, that's what I got. Uh, I do want to end on a on a good note here. Um, the the baseball season's winding down. We got one more home stand uh, to to root on the Cubs. Uh, so if you get a chance, tickets at, at Wrigley are cheap. Go down, grab a beer. Uh, go see Joe. Joe will get a beer with you. Uh, I'll get a beer with you too. Whatever. Uh, so. And then to end on my good thing, uh, I just want to let everybody know that I tried a cast iron skillet in cooking for the first time, and it was incredible. It changed my life. Uh, I did steaks on a cast iron skillet on the grill, and uh, I followed the internet's directions, and it was incredible. And I took pictures of my meal. I was one of those people. Uh, I haven't released it yet, but I'm thinking about releasing it. Uh, maybe I'll put it out after I put the podcast out, but I encourage the use of cast iron skillets. It was one of the best meals I've ever created, and I don't think I'm going to do anything else ever for the rest of my life. Uh, so there's your good note to end on. <laughs> um, so that's what I got for you guys today. Uh, again, Joe uh, from Obvious Shirts, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. Uh, looking forward to doing it again with you. Uh, looking forward to maybe working with you uh, some more with some stuff. Uh, this team is a total vibe. Everybody go get an Obvious Shirt. Uh, Thanks for listening. Uh, Like and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, Find me on Twitter uh, and let me know what you think. Uh, So we will talk to you guys the next time. Thank you very much for listening.